And uh, this, uh, this is a top three podcast. Three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Coming to you straight from the tube. We are a top three podcast, and we are honoring the time-old tradition of listing our favorite things and arguing about it. My name is Dave Jackson, joined today by the regular top three crew, Aaron Angle. I need to do my taxes. We'll talk about taxes later. Another episode, perhaps. Pines up. (laughs) Alan Nichols. Hey there, everybody. And fan favorite, Bloodbath McGrath. All right, tonight we're talking about cryptids. That means we're talking about uh, Dogecoin, Bitcoin. Um, <laughs> and coming soon, hopefully we have top three coin. You wanna get, yeah. You're going to want to get an early on this. You're going to want to invest a lot of money because we all know in the future everything will be decentralized and we'll all be using uh, pictures of Aaron's face to buy our houses with. So uh, let's get on the ball now. <laughs> Uh, invest uh, top3coin.com. Yeah. God damn it. I was going to call it bloodbath coin. I was going to say bath, bath coin. coin. <laughs> we can still do it. In the future, one bowl of gruel is going to cost like 70,000 bath coin. Right. It's so funny. Sell NFTs <laughs> with pictures of Dave eating a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, remember Aaron, remember that picture that that fat guy eating that giant cheeseburger with the helmet on? It's just yes. going to be me doing that picture. <laughs> yes. That was such a big sandwich. Uh, okay. Uh, like Bloodbath said, today the topic is the top three cryptids. And uh, right here, just so we know, um, I have, let's see, I have the definition of cryptids right here. So, yes, cryptids are animals which cryptozoologists believe may exist somewhere in the wild but are not uh, widely believed to exist by uh, quote-unquote mainstream science. So uh, examples like Bigfoot, think about stuff like that. So we're not like talking about, this was one distinction I made sure to make, was we're not talking about like mythological creatures here, like not, you know, like centaurs and like Scylla and Charybdis. We're not talking about stuff like that. We're talking about like, that shit that your neighbor thinks he saw outside and he won't shut up about. That's what I'm talking about here. Yeah, bloodbath. Which is yes. unfortunate because yeah. all three of my picks were going to be griffins. Yeah, just various <laughs> forms of griffins. <laughs> like <Yes. laughs> Number one, blue griffin. Number two, the elusive pink griffin. Yeah. And number one, number Peter. three, yeah, Peter Griffin. That's what I was going to go with. Uh, But before we get... Sorry, the funniest thing I always think of is an episode of Family Guy where uh, they're in rehab and Peter's trying to think of a false name and he sees a woman eating a pea and he goes, my name is P, and then someone crying, tear, and he just sees a griffin (laughs) fly through. He's like, griffin. Oh, damn. (laughs) Sorry. I do remember that. Before we get into the episode, I do want to say that uh, this episode is sponsored by the Rat Hour podcast starring Rat Boy. And uh, guys, what's coming up on this week's episode of the Rat Hour? 
Oh, you know, Dave, basic rat hour stuff, you know, uh, slimes, uh, your basic sludges, yep. uh, getting naked in the sewer, uh, drinking bleach, uh, what bleach tastes like, blood stuff, you know, just basic rat hour shenanigans on this last one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things that are slippery, things that are dead and decaying. <laughs> yes, 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 rat hour stuff. Yeah. Black putrefaction. Bashing rats, you know what I mean? Uh, hanging out in the basements, you know what I mean? Verm hat, those sorts of things. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, everybody, be on the lookout for that coming up on the rat hour this week. And with that, let's get into the top three cryptids. If this is your first time listening to the show, the first, the, the way that the show works is we've all picked our top three cryptids. Uh, we're going to take turns. We all say our number threes and discuss, then we move on to number twos, then number ones at the end, and honorable mentions, and some listener top threes coming in at the end of this one, too. So I'm going to get us started with my number three, which is, uh, and I am going to just mangle the fuck out of this pronunciation, so I hope you guys are ready. This is an Irish cryptid, and uh, this comes from like the the actual irish language not like english i think so uh it is written dobar chu d-o-b-h-r dash c-h-u with an accent on the u now uh the thing with irish and like other like gaelic languages like that is that the letters mean nothing and they're not pronounced at all the way that the letters are written in english so uh <laughs> I know we have at least one Irish listener, Jack uh, Allen, out in Ireland. Let me know how badly I fucked up that pronunciation. Anyway, so this one is uh, also known as the Water Hound, a.k.a. King Otter. This is a 10 (laughs) to 15 foot tall otter uh, that people claim they have seen. And there's a story with this one, too. And this, this is kind of like half cryptid, half folklore. And I included it because people say they still see it. Uh, This was originally a young woman uh, who was washing clothes uh, in a body of water that I'm not going to try to pronounce. Uh, And her husband heard her scream and ran there. And uh, when he got there, she was dead. And the giant otter uh, was like eating her body. Uh, The man uh, killed the giant otter by stabbing it in the heart. And uh, as it died, it made a noise and another giant otter came out of nowhere. And, uh, the man uh, got in a big epic struggle with the other one, and he killed that one as well. And that man's name, Barack Obama. Barack Obama. I was like, that's so funny. I legit, in my head, I was thinking Barack Obama. So I like how the, how do you say that again, Dave, for uh, the audience and not for me? Dobar Chu. I'm mispronouncing that for sure, though. Sounds pretty perfect. The Dobar Chew sounds like an Elden Ring boss battle. Like, it kills something you love, you stab it in the heart, and then another equally scaring or equally scary one comes around that you have to fight again. So, okay, so I guess I, I guess my big question is, and this is kind of the thing that I was thinking as I was doing this whole podcast is like, okay, so what's probably the truth here? Like, right, right? I was thinking that like, too. What did someone see that made them think that this was what they thought it was? All right. So if I have a guess for this one, I'm going to go ahead and say a bear. That's the only any bear. 
it's the only real they, answer, they, right? They, like a big, just like a skinny bear, like a big mammal. What you know, with this, what, uh, is, did, this is this like is folklore. Then this is old shit. But like people still oh. say they see it, so that's why I include it as being a cryptid. Yeah, I'm betting this guy murdered his daughter. Yeah, he he probably like they're like, hey, uh, your wife is dead. What's all that blood on your shirt, man? And he's like, uh, oh, good. you know, Killed these two giant otters. You seen it's you the seen those? Chew. You seen those <laughs> river otters, right? Well, uh, I saw one. It was real fucking big. Your wife has bullet hole wounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she she was also poisoned. Well, yeah, <laughs> uh, it had a sh- I don't know, man. Giant they otter had a them. shotgun. So <laughs> that, that makes the most sense. I want to say something right off the bat here. Anytime I've ever watched like any, um, you know, back in the nineties, it was on like it was on, there, shows like this were on TV all the time. Um, like Fox and stuff like that. Just, you know, weird paranormal, like, you know, creatures and monsters. And, you know, like you said, cryptids and folklore, like creatures and stuff like that. There was always another, you know, you know, show about them, a documentary or an investigation program about them. And right. I always personally found like, any in like lots of you know, X Files is really big during that time, so like, oh, there was always an X Files episode with some like weird creature out in the woods. And I always find the ones like kind of like what you're explaining right now, um, with this creature that's you know, kind of a some sort of a mammal like type creature, like on the land. Um, I, I just always like I, I'm kind of like Aaron was saying, like, I just I feel it's like someone saw some kind of a bear, maybe a weird bear, maybe you know, <laughs> this like took place in. Know, certain parts of Russia, like maybe it was like a mutated bear from like Chernobyl or something like that. But like I always feel it's like it's basically a bear or a wolf. And I feel like if you're also not like an outdoors <laughs> person, like maybe you like maybe you just your perception of what you're going to encounter is like different than what it really is, or like the the adrenaline is pumping and you're just like, oh geez, what is that? It's some kind of weird creature that's like an otter, and it's like ah, I don't know, man, it's a bear. Like maybe it came out of the yeah. water because it was swimming, like, but it's probably a bear. So that was actually going to be one of my ideas like for this episode. And I'm glad Aaron had the same idea. Like for each of these, we should try to guess like what did they actually see uh, to make them think that this was like Bigfoot or a giant, (laughs) a giant. Well, some of them will be easy. Some of them are real weird and it's going to be tough. So anyway, uh, let's move this on to Aaron. Aaron, what's your number three? All right, my number three is a big, is a large brown creature uh, native to Colorado uh, with a celery stick for an arm and the leg of Dallas TV stars Patrick Duffy. My number three is going to be, my number three is going to be Scuzzlebutt. So, uh, as aforementioned, Scuzzlebutt is a Bigfoot-esque creature, but instead of a left leg, his left leg is made out of TV stars Patrick Duffy, and he has a celery stick for a hand. Uh, Scuzzlebutt is a basket-weaving monster, uh, and there is one uh, recorded incident of people coming into contact with Scuzzlebutt. A group of children uh, were trapped on a mountain, and Scuzzlebutt came along, weaved them a basket, and got them off of the mountain before the lava from the volcano that exploded uh, killed all of them. Uh, he is known to speak some words of English, which leads me to believe that he has been studying us in the shadows. Uh, but 
what really makes Scuzzlebutt the best is that he has a leg made of Patrick Duffy, and that murders me every time I think about it. <laughs> uh, so uh, not really a whole lot more to say, just a friendly, English-speaking, child-saving, basket-weaving monster with a television star for a leg. My number three is Scuzzlebutt. I like to think that Scuzzlebutt learned how to speak English because, like, it found when it was very, very young, before it was a basket weaving monster, it found a book on how to weave baskets, and the book was written in English, and that's how it learned. And that's the story I'm sticking with. Well, you know, it, it, it's hard because Scuzzlebutt is a cartoon, so we can't say, <laughs> hey, what did, what did people really see? So what we can actually do here is like go through the thread of like what makes Scuzzlebutt what he is. I think that is the most reasonable solution, Dave. Obviously, he found a book on basket weaving in like the 1400s or something, spent hundreds and hundreds of years figuring out how to do it, picked his fucking moment, dude, and applied it. And everybody loves Scuzzlebutt. I'm also 90% sure Scuzzlebutt dies. <laughs> like he like, yeah. he like like the kids go, like the kids are like like I think he makes them a basket that's like a hot air balloon basket, and they like go away, and then he just like gets engulfed by lava. And it's just like, bleh, and then he's just gone <laughs> forever. Uh, no, there I are think, other appearances. I think Kenny shoots him to death, doesn't he? That that no, you're right. <laughs> Also a possibility. <laughs> you're, you're, no, I think I think Alex's right. I think they all realize. Yeah, yeah, because the whole episode, uh, Jimbo's calling him a fucking pussy because he doesn't want to kill any animals when they're out hunting. Scuzzlebutt <laughs> saves their life, and everybody's in agreement that he is clearly the friendliest, or she is the friendliest monster out there. Uh, and then Stan, you're right, comes out of nowhere, fucking blows him away with a shotgun. <laughs> Uh, but if we're if we're going cryptids here, like you know, I want the most interesting ones. I, I I want the ones with the most lore. I want the ones that's legs are made out of TV stars from the television show Dallas, a la Patrick Duffy. Uh, so that's why I had to go Skelzebutt as my number three. Also, <laughs> obviously, that's it's the funniest <laughs> cryptid. And I was hoping Dave wouldn't get mad for picking that, but to me, I'm like. If I'm going to be able to like verge on the outside of what I think Dave wants here, this is, I can get away with this. You know, Scuzzlebutt, dude. Great choice. Yes, but is his leg made of a sentient Patrick Duffy, or is it just a leg comprised of Patrick Duffy material? Like, it, you know, if you had like a tube that just said Patrick Duffy on it, and it was just like, mashed up Patrick Duffy body parts in essence <laughs> like that just like formed his leg. Uh, I'm just saying these well, are Beth, I'm, gl I'm, gl I'm glad you asked. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Patrick Duffy like waves and says hi. So I, I legit just think that Patrick Duffy had nothing else to do, decided to go live in the mountains, found a one legged basket weaving creature and said, you know what? You and I Scuzzlebutt, we're going to make this happen. And I think that, oh, that, 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 that's what so I think. So happened. you think Scuzzlebutt came first and Patrick Duffy came second. Cor cor correct. Scuzzlebutt beforehand was like Bigfoot, right? But with the addition of Patrick Duffy and the celery that he brought along, now you have Scuzzlebutt. Okay, that makes sense. I'm good with that. No more questions. Yeah, fair enough. This one, I don't remember a whole lot. If you had said man bear pig, then we've been in, in action. But Scuzzlebutt, I don't have a whole lot on. It was one of the two. It was one of the two. And Scuzzlebutt's way, way, way funnier to me. 
<laughs> the idea of it. Yeah. All right. Alan, what's your number three? So imagine you're in Boone County, West Virginia. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out of the hot. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Jessica White? You're at, you're out in the woods on the lee side of a bolt mountain and you're looking you just got done tapping old man shackleford still and you stumble up into the holler and you hear a stick crack and so you jump down and you hide in the bushes maybe old man shackleford is using kerosene to make his his moonshot again but what do you see you see this big brown white creature with fur like a sheep and single pointed horns on each side of its head. Got a long sounds, sounds hot. <laughs> a long hairless tail like a possum. And paw like hands like a raccoon. And it smells like sulfur. Well, you may be about to die because old man Shackleford is making his moonshot with kerosene. But <laughs> you also, you also just met Sheep Squatch. My number three is Sheep Squatch. Sheep Squatch? Uh, Sheep Squatch. It's, Sheep it's a Squatch. local, it's a local West Virginia cryptid. Okay. Hail. <laughs> uh, Hailing from Kanawha in Boone County. Um, I currently live in Kanawha County. And Boone County is uh, where we send all the people we don't want in Kanawha County anymore. Um, but I can sheep, describe sheep Boone squatch County. Sheep squatch fodder. Sheep squatch fodder, exactly. Um, but anyway, so sheep squatch, like I said, it's a, a big, they say about seven to nine feet tall sheep-like Sasquatch creature with raccoon <laughs> paws and a possum tail. Um, uh, it's, it's never tried to hurt anyone. One time, it scratched someone's car as they drove away from it. Uh, I, I don't know. There's not really a good explanation for what this is. Maybe a bear, but I can't, I, I don't know what to do about the tail. Um, it, this one only started, the first recorded telling of it was in 1965. So it's a relatively recent thing. Uh, mm. And it comes from the same area that a, a bunch of other West Virginia cryptids, because that's something that I figured out doing this one is that there are a lot of cryptids in West Virginia. Um, a lot of wooded area, man. A lot, lot of a lot area. of wooded area. Um, substance abuse. Uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> a lot of mist. Ground, a lot of groundwater problems. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of <laughs> a lot of lead in the water supply. Blood yeah. stuff. You know, blood, <laughs> blood stuff. They all come from this area. They call it the TNT area. And it was uh, like a Navy mun munitions uh, uh, manufacturing and storage facility. And so who, during World War II, so like for five or six years uh, in like the, the meat of World War II, they were making and storing 
munitions there. And so, and it's uh, in like the 1980s or something, they figured out uh, just how horrible all the stuff it was. So it's, it's like was a, an EPA super site uh, for cleanup. And so that's, that's kind of the prevailing theory is like maybe a mutant something, a big mutant something like Bloodbath was saying with Chernobyl. Uh, but I, I don't really know what it could be. But I've spoken to someone not that has witnessed <laughs> the Sheep Squatch. Sheep Squatchologist. <laughs> they don't want to be but mentioned I, on air. Like you can't say yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> we have an audio clip, but we had to make their voice deep. <laughs> they had to be shown on camera with the silhouette. <laughs> they were afraid Sheep Squatch was going to find them. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, but she hasn't. She didn't see Sheep Squatch, but she knows someone who has seen Sheep Squatch. Uh, they saw it when they were driving through Boone County, mm-hmm. and it was on Bolt Mountain. So, okay, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's like total confirmation, right? This lady's pretty cool. Does this lady also know somebody who bought old man shackles for moonshine? Bought a bottle of Xanax for <laughs> six dollars a pill, and is going to go up the road and sell them for. Dollars a pill and make two dollars in every pill. <laughs> hey guys, guys, you hear that? That's a Boone County mating call right there. Uh, <laughs> that joke was that joke was just for bloodbath. That joke was just for <laughs> So what I really quickly want to say is so one of my favorite video games, Fallout 4, uh, when they announced that uh it was coming out, they announced that the setting for it was gonna be a post-apocalyptic West Virginia which I thought was very silly until they cut together a scary trailer playing John Denver's West Virginia Take Me Home or whatever the fuck they're whatever the fuck that song is and they do some really crazy stuff in that game with like West Virginia wildlife and like mutating them and like stuff like that so I I do feel like West Virginia lends itself to that so I I totally believe that there's probably a million different cryptids in West Virginia that people talk about that's pretty cool yeah, I think any any location where there's like uh, an an aspect of people being isolated, like really breeds for um, a lot of cryptids to come out of the woodworks. And any region where people are making their own moonshine also definitely <laughs> lends itself to cryptid sightings. But like pop popping perks, Alan, you said moonshine. You- you said you didn't know like what the um what the explanation for the tail is and like the explanation for all of these animals that are hairless is that like whatever they saw just had mange I think like that's pretty uh, much a like possum's, a possum's tail is long and skinny though true a bear's no bear tail that I know of is long and skinny I I'm not a zoologist unless it was some kind of a big a cat zoologist either. Yeah, it could have been yeah. a uh, could, could have been, been a big cat. Could have been a giant sheep with a. Uh, <laughs> could have been a giant opossum wearing a, you know, a wool coat. Could have been with horns. Yeah. Oh, that's no. That's, that's no sheep watch. That's just Ned when he gets into the moonshine. <laughs> that's my explanation. There we go. All right, uh, bloodbath. What's your number three? So for my list. 
as I've mentioned on this podcast before, uh, I legit feel like I suffer from uh, what is known as phobia, which is a fear of uh, yeah. deep water and, and just you know being surrounded by water and what's underneath and just the fear of like what's inside the water. So all of my picks are uh, sea creatures, just giving you that heads up now. Uh, okay. So my number three is uh, probably like not the most interesting, but I do think it's probably like what would terrify me the most, and that is uh, Leviathan. Um, for yeah. anybody who's unaware, Leviathan, uh, you know, they've talked about it, you know, going you know back centuries. Like there's you know reports of all kinds of different um, explorers and sailors and ships coming across something like this. But um, traditional wisdom has always kind of painted the the love the love. Oh my gosh, the Leviathan has a huge whale. Um, and there's actually like that's sort of like a, it's somewhere more likely a dragon or a cross between like a huge whale and a dragon. You know, it doesn't, it's a little bit more um, long and slender. Uh, it doesn't quite have the look of a dragon, maybe a little bit more of a, you know, a whale, but just very long. In fact, like most like accounts that they can find of it feel like the Leviathan was. Uh, up to 300 miles long. And Hell uh, yeah. it Hell yeah. It was said to like breathe my shit. breathe <laughs> yes. fire like so hot that it would boil the water and its eyes were so big that it would reflect the moonlight at the sailors and blind them. Um but just the idea that there's like just you know to be in the middle of the ocean and it's like dark and there's just this creature that's like 300 miles long if it was a mile long it would be like endless like you would never like see like the end of its tail or whatever and like just the thought of that just being in the water, like being so huge, I could create whirlpools and tidal waves and s- surround you completely like 10 times over. Just, I mean, like makes my heart pound. And like, I just, there's nothing scarier to me than, than that. Like that is like the epitome of like what keeps me up at night. So, uh, yeah, Leviathan, uh, obviously they never found any real evidence of one existing. Um, but it is something that they do feel like, eh, like, could have existed at some point. They haven't ruled it out yet. Um, so, yeah. I didn't breathe fire, but, you know, still pretty crazy. Yeah, it's basically Gyarados. And here's the scariest thing uh, about all of it is, like, I don't know what the number <laughs> is today, but I remember in, like, high school, uh, one of our science teachers saying that, like, 90% of, like, the ocean on this planet is unexplored. We are going to constantly be finding weirder and weirder shit now i'm also under the belief that like if there was something that big like we would know about it by now but bloodbath uh, philosophobia is a real fucking thing dude like you can't move like you can on land and there's almost zero visibility aside from like certain uh you know a a few specific spots in the world i'm not gonna rule out a leviathan-esque creature because i don't think that we've actually like put in the work to dissolving that idea so i am totally with you the 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 sea stuff the sea serpents the ichthyosaurs all of those things that could be in the ocean the scariest thing about them is like potentially i think out of all of the cryptids we're going to talk about the sea creatures are the ones that potentially have like 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 could like still exist just based on the amount of ocean that we have no idea what's in it yeah that was that's that was going to be my main thing with like one that's going to be on my list later, but also just like any sea creature that comes up, there is 
so much of the sea that we don't know about that like there's enough where like if someone was like yeah there's actually like there's something bigger than blue whales you know you could be like oh yeah probably like there's no way for me to say no so whereas like you know sasquatch is you know we we've been around the place we would have seen a sasquatch you know someone with a you know a real camera would have taken a picture of a sasquatch if we if there was one but like you know, okay. shit that lives like way deep underwater. No one, no one fucking knows that. And have you seen some of the shit that we unearth from like those deep water dives? Like those are the weirdest fucking creatures in the entire planet. Who's not to say that there's not something down there that, you know, might not be a fire breathing dragon serpent, but that is not like at least comparable on like a size slash how fucking scary it is level. You right. know? Yep, exactly. Uh, I think that the argument against anything that big living down there is that what would its food source be? Right. It it would have to eat a bunch of stuff or like Yeah, hey, whales eat plankton, dude. Like hey, life finds a way, man. But that's why whales don't eat us. You know. And there's like... another there's another point to that that'll make Dave of you bring up a sea creature. I'll wait for that, but I will say, like, part of the fear, I think, is also not not only so much of, like, like water and, like, the reality of being stuck in the water or anything like that, but it's almost like there is something about the ocean being, like, this portal to, like, like you said, like, we don't really know what's down there, and, and the idea that it could be a portal to, like, another you know, world altogether, another universe that we have no idea uh, what it is or what goes on down there or what could be down there, like, that's, I think, what's so eerie about it not even like you know oh geez there's a there's a shark in the water but like the idea of like oh man what if there's just like you know we said like we're saying mythical creatures like what if there's these like strange aliens that live down there you still know about it they're you know i don't know man just tricky yeah i mean we, we just verified that like giant squid or colossal squid are real like we just found a living one like very recently so like there's still huge things that we either don't know exist or only have like very small pieces of evidence that they exist you know so like i think there is like potential for more like colossal shit down there and the the leviathan in particular that's part of the reason why final fantasy 10 is one of my favorite final fantasy games because the like the evil thing in that game is a leviathan and it's like really fucking cool i think it did no that that shit was awesome and they use leviathan and actually they use like I, i'm not gonna say everything is encrypted but final fantasy and their summons use a lot of stuff i mean there's a leviathan summon in almost every game yeah so yeah that's a good one like deep sea creatures for sure gonna be represented on my list later too so uh let's go to my number two and uh, my number two is uh, from Japan, uh, and it is called the Ningen. I think I'm pronouncing that somewhat correctly. Uh, described as a bipedal whale-type creature uh, with long legs, no torso, and no neck, and a big I'm head. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you search it, search N-I-N-G-E-N, uh, cryptid, you'll see a 
like an artist rendition of it. It I picked it for my list because I was looking through the list of cryptids and I saw the picture and I like busted out laughing. It's ridiculous. Like it it has like a frog's face and then straight to legs, like head just legs, head just, to legs. <laughs> it's literally it's the head leg monster. <laughs> yeah, and it's like a. I know it says it was Japanese, so it must be like like the artist rendition is like in like this polar region, so it must be like super like northern Japanese or something like that. But it, it's uh, it's like I looked at that picture and it's just like this. It's the goofiest fucking thing I've ever seen. I, uh, I saw that. Looks like I saw that while researching Dave. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it looks silly, um, but it, I think it was Japanese, like like Japanese sailors from that thought they saw it out in the Arctic. That's why. It's okay, like cold. that makes sense because all the that's why the pictures and like descriptions have like Arctic backgrounds and stuff. So again. I, so this is one to like that's weird to think about like what did they actually see that made them think it was this weird thing with like long humanoid like bipedal legs but then just straight into a head like it makes me just think they saw some kind of weird whale looking thing and like the under the water made it look like it had legs or something I don't know. I'm looking at the uh, Wikipedia page right now, and it said in 2005, Google Maps thought there they somebody saw something on Google Maps, and everybody thought it was the Ningen, but what they think it was, actually was was an iceberg. Uh, that's the <laughs> it wasn't even a living it, thing. It's yeah, just an so, iceberg. It, it, like, yeah, what they thought they saw was an iceberg, which makes uh, you know, the most sense to me, I guess, because <laughs> like that is like there is no neck, no torso. It is, it is upper, it's like thigh to bottom of head, like straight up. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It's like straight from quad, quadriceps to, yeah, like jaw. <laughs> it's very weird. Uh, so I don't really have anything interesting to say about this one. I just saw the picture and I encourage anyone listening, like look up Ningen. Actually, I might make this like if you look on the Instagram, I'll post a picture of this because it's very funny. Very funny that like someone was described. I'm just imagining like they get home, like the sailors get home and they're like trying to tell someone they're like, hey, you know, hey, fuck, man, like your sister is an artist, right? Like get her over here, make her draw this so like we can like record this. And they're like, okay, so what's it look like? And he's like, uh, it's got these two long legs and, uh, and then a head. It's like, okay, wait, wait, what's its what's its torso? No, 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 no torso, just uh straight to the the head. Okay, how long's its neck? No, 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 no neck, just <laughs> just, just straight straight to the head. Have you ever seen Cubert? All right, now imagine Cubert, but with a frog head. It's exactly yeah. what it looks like. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we can move on from the Ningen. I just thought it was really funny. Aaron, what's your number two? All right. Couldn't do my list without a frog one. Uh, right. I wanted to do an Ohio one as well. Uh, so my number two is going to be the Loveland frog. Uh, allegedly <laughs> audited in Loveland, Ohio in 1972. So it was always kind of like a local urban legend uh, in Loveland, Ohio. And then a police officer filled out an official police report saying that he had seen it 
riding a bicycle. And that, <laughs> and the, that's when the legend of it really, really took off. He was driving down the road at night. There was a bicycle in the road. He saw this thing jump off of it and scurry into the woods. Now, only in my, what, what, what it, okay. So what the Loveland frog is just, you know, beforehand, uh, it's a four foot tall, uh, humanoid frog creature, which outside of Loveland, Ohio only exists inside of my most wild and beautiful dreams. Right. Um, but the, but it, it, there, there aren't any reports of it being like dangerous, but there are like multiple reports about people seeing this giant four foot frog creature, which, which it is so funny that like out of all the cryptic ones that look like, it's like, no police officer said he saw this one. So like, it's definitely true. Um, n- nothing else really crazy about it. It's a giant fucking frog that walks around on its hind legs. Uh, however, when the police officer described, or when the police officer saw it in his headlights, it immediately scurried into the woods is what it says. So <laughs> naturally I'm like, Okay, it's scurried. It's not a frog. Frogs don't scurry. Where can we go from here? Uh, so I did a little uh, investigative it, but... journalism. Correct, correct. But there was a bike in the middle of the road, which I, who knows, when you, when you see something that you don't expect to see, your brain can trick you and make you believe that it is something that it is actually not. Uh, but what I have read and what it leads me to believe is that that basically people like the, the the common understanding is that it's a giant tailless iguana that had escaped from whatever aquarium or habitat that it had lived in and moved into the woods and that's why people were you know seeing this giant fucking like lizard looking creature that it was probably just some tailless tailless iguana but thinking cryptids i'm thinking what's the craziest frog cryptid Notice that it was in Ohio, giant human frog boy, been my nickname since junior high. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and say <laughs> my number two is the Loveland frog. Now, what Aaron is saying here is that allegedly there was a cop and allegedly there was a frog person <laughs> and allegedly riding a bicycle. Wait, I have one more note. One more note that I wrote down. This is so funny. In May, t- in May 2014, the Loveland legend was made into a musical titled "Hot Diggity Dog." It's the Loveland Frog. So no it's a musical too. That is a real thing. Uh, there is a date and the Loveland Frog title. No pictures or anything else. Uh, pretty much no evidence at all that this musical, this, this musical's existence is about as real as the Loveland Frog. Now that I'm scrolling <laughs> through my notes, this is the most uh, perfect but, Aaron thing that exists. Like, yeah, exactly. It's a, a frog? cryptid frog a that has a musical based <laughs> yeah. on it. <laughs> if it if it shit bagel bites, it'd be the most perfect thing ever. Most people in this world. Don't get as lucky as you just got finding this out. Like for real. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like you it was literally like the up. second thing on the list. No, I just looked up cryptids and it was like in Ohio and it was like the first or second thing on the list. I most didn't get people, lucky. I did my research. Most people live their whole lives without the perfect cryptid coming into their lives. Aaron, you just hit the jackpot. You're right. I'm being an asshole. Bloodbath. I I am very, very lucky to have stumbled upon the Loveland frog. You're right. 
You're right. My life is better now because better of it. now, but it, it is down, Ro- road trip to Loveland. It is, it is downhill, downhill from here. There's no way anything is going to compare. Correct. I'll never be able to get a boner or excited about anything ever yep. again. My favorite part of that story, though, is that the police officer filed an official police report talking yep. about it. Like, 100%. he's like, he's filling out like the paperwork and he's like, hey, there's like, I'm running out of space. I need an extra page to, I couldn't write down that he was riding a bicycle. I need a, I need an extra page to write this. <laughs> All right. Just like a little bit extra, like a little bit extra. So that report came out that the police officer had seen the Loveland frog. And like two weeks later, a local news station was talking about it. And another police officer called in and said, Hey, no, I was with him. It was a giant. (laughs) (laughs) The officer filled out the paperwork. I'm tired. I'm tired. Officer filled out the paperwork instead of just going home and not talking about it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. correct. (laughs) Real man stuff. But I think it's funny that there's probably like a police officer that was like at the office talking about it all day long. And there's just one guy there that was like. I really can't stand Terry, dude. He's really getting on my nerves with this Loveland frog bullshit. I'm going to call a new station and just say that it was a fucking giant iguana because I'm tired of him talking about this shit. <laughs> okay. Alan, what's your number two? All right. So you're driving through the hills in West Virginia's panhandle. Son of a bitch. That's how I'm all out. of these begin. Which is. As far as the rest of West Virginia concerned, is it's pretty much DC. Now, outside Harper's Ferry, you were at Harper's Ferry because it's it's such a neat trip. It's dark because you spent more time at the Harper's Ferry gift shop and ate too much saltwater taffy, and you're a little bit thirsty, so you're later than you thought. Now, all of a sudden, you're coming around a turn in this big black dog with eyes that glow like the pits of hell jumps out in front of your car you don't have turn to you don't have time to stop so you just hit the gas and you hear a big bump you go over it and you kind of feel relieved because it was a mean looking dog but you stop the car and you turn around and the dog's there and it's angry to get back in and drive away and you stop, get yourself a drink at the sheet station. <laughs> <laughs> and you look at your car and there's no damage. Now, you may have eaten too much saltwater taffy, but you may have just met the snarly yow. The what now? The snarly <laughs> what? He that the animal has the dumbest fucking this the snarly yow is a uh it's it's a big black it's a big black spectral dog um it's been it's been around in west virginia folklore since the 1700s it's like a all it's all over in europe too a bunch of different european countries have their own like terrible black dog that like you know but it, instead of like predicting death the yar the snarly yow just it it kind of shows up in an inopportune situation, scares someone, gets it gets like hit by something, doesn't get injured, and then disappears. That's it's like its whole thing. An inopportune situation, such as you just ate too much saltwater taffy at the gift shop. 
Right. And you aren't paying attention to the road because you're thinking, man, it's going to be like 35 minutes till I get to the Flatwood Speed Station. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but like there are stories about people shooting the dog and running it over. And uh, it doesn't matter what you do. It just kind of turns around and looks at you. It sounds like you heard it, but it it doesn't hurt it. Um, so it's like a ghost dog or something. It It shows up. People usually see it around like battlefields and stuff like that. There are a lot of Civil War battlefields in West Virginia. Um, but yeah, it just kind of shows up and appears. It resists some sort of injury and then it vanishes. That is its pattern. Sometimes it changes sizes. Sometimes uh, it stands on its hind legs, but it's it's a, a black dog that like scares you when you're on your horse. You know, right? Of course, yes. My horse, this normally, yeah. which I <laughs> as, as any spectral dog will when you're on your horse that you <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that's that's the only injury that a snarly owl has ever been accused of of you know causing is it scared someone's horse and they fell off and broke their their collarbone. Mm-hmm. Never, never injured anyone else though, which I also thought was kind of funny because then why are you scared of it? Well, Alan, you're you're a lawyer. You're a lawyer. Would you would you not agree that the snarly yowl is in some what in some way responsible for that person's broken collarbone? I would. That's what I said. That's the only injury it can be said to have occurred or to yeah. cause. You so. know, for sure, the collarbone. <laughs> He's just a friendly baby. It just didn't want to. You know, it didn't like the horse. It was going after the horse. That's yeah. just dog stuff we'll never understand. That's just straight up dog stuff right there. Dude. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say there's there's a lot of there's some of these where we, we think about them and we're like, I have no idea what someone could have seen that made them think they saw this, but I think this one's a pretty easy one. Um very clear that someone just saw like saw a bloodbath walking naked mm-hmm. down the road. And <laughs> he's very hairy. Oh, Bloodbath's yeah. impervious to car damage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he hates horses. Oh my god. It all makes sense. And he disappears twice like twice a month between the uh you know, in the twilight hours. Bloodbath just disappears into thin air. No one knows where he goes. He did. He moved into the panhandle in the seventeen hundreds too. <laughs> yeah, so, he did. I mean... Famously, famously. There's that civil war picture of bloodbath, dude. <laughs> All right, yeah. that exists. Uh, yeah. Okay, Aaron. Don't, don't, re- don't reveal all my secrets, buddy. Eating corpses after the Battle <laughs> of Harper's Ferry. Yeah. How many times do we have to tell you, Aaron? Don't talk about bloodbath civil war service on the podcast. <laughs> no bloodbath origin <laughs> stories. Got it. Oh man. And definitely don't mention all that time he spent in Russia. Let's be real. Yeah, let's be real here. Like 100% somebody in West Virginia was huffing gasoline and they like <laughs> hit an animal and then it went off into the woods and they were like, oh, that's a snarly out. <laughs> that's how that <laughs> happened. Hey, has anyone seen my, uh, has anyone seen my big black dog? He, uh, he got out of, got out of my property. Haven't seen him in a few days. Uh, no, <laughs> I did see a snarly yowl though. <laughs> I heard a snarly yowl earlier. <laughs> snarly yowl, what's that? Let me write it down and tell my children so they can tell their children. <laughs> uh, 
uh, down that road's where the snarly rally, the snarly yow lives. No one goes down that road. <laughs> hard to say. It's hard to say. Like right off rip, I wanted to jump in like three times. I was like, how, how do you say that? <laughs> I'm, so I'm sure it was something else. Um, I'm sure it was something else before it was snarly yow, and that's like a West Virginianized version of whatever it's supposed to be. <laughs> There were a couple a of those. A yeah, deer. I was going to say a coyote. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Um, Bloodbath, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is called the Zeraton. How do you spell that? Uh, I don't know. I, I found it on the YouTube video, so I don't know the spelling. It's got a Z in there. So uh, the Zeraton is... Uh, <clears throat> believed to have been seen in the waters uh, for hundreds of years. Um, and apparently there's a story of Christopher Columbus finding uh, a handful of cryptid uh, cr- uh, cryptid animals, uh, sea creatures, uh, in some of his journeys and voyages. And this is thought to be one that he encountered um, somewhere in between the, in the Atlantic Ocean, uh, closer to, the, to South America. But it's a gigantic turtle. Uh, it's a huge... Uh, you know, incredibly large uh, sea turtle, uh, so large that what the way the legend goes is that uh, sailors would find a tiny island and that they would um, sometimes uh, pull ashore on the island, sleep on the island, and when they went to sleep at night, they weren't actually on an island; they were on the shell of the turtle, and the turtle would just then submerge itself into the water and drown everybody on all the people that were sleeping on top of it. Um, and what's super interesting about this is a lot of cryptozoologists and believe that there's a pretty realistic, um, chance that this could have somewhat existed, um, because they do, I forget what they called it, but there, there was an ancient, uh, sea turtle, um, prehistoric that existed, uh, you know, millions and billions, millions of years ago that, um, was you know incredibly huge and, and massive. So there, there's a theory to believe that this made it so, uh, which I think is really cool. I actually had a different number two, but since Dave kind of threw out some of the stuff uh, when we were talking about sea creatures, I figure I'll save that for my honorable mention, uh, and you'll understand why when we get to it. But uh, yeah, huge, uh, huge sea turtle that drowns people because they live on top of them. That's like super interesting to me. I, I low-key think like, there's um <clears throat> there's an album by uh the lead singer of Dinosaur Jr. that he made a few years ago. And the album cover is a huge uh sea turtle uh that's got like all kinds of moss and stuff growing up on its shell and, and trees coming up off its shell and there's like a guy and his kid and they have like a suitcase and they're like standing on top of his shell like like that's gonna be like their new home, just like living on top of this turtle shell and like that image it's just really neat, and the you know, like I said, to kind of find um, some folklore and and stuff about something similar out there in the water. Uh, it was interesting. There's something very uh, surreal about it. So, number two, see the turtle of enormous girth on his back. He holds the earth. There's like lots of like really cool like folklore legends that involve giant fucking turtles. Right. Like when you yeah. think about it. I was just gonna say like. In all kinds of fiction, like okay. that works on me every single time. Like, show me an island, and then the turtle stands up, and it's actually like the back of a giant turtle. That works for me 
every single time it happens. I'm like, fuck yes, I love that turtle. Like me and Alan just finished uh, doing a recording for Tales from the Backlog about Majora's Mask, and there's a giant turtle with like, you know, palm trees and shit on its back in that game too. And when that came up, I was like, yes, awesome. Uh, yeah, dude. Uh, and again, like, um, I mean, you guys talk about it all the time, like Dark Tower and Stephen King universe. Like, there's a giant turtle in that. Um, connects, you know, his universe together and uh, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, man, th- there is something very um, uh, primitive, uh, primitive about that um, imagery. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's great. But I've never heard like a, an example where like the turtle like sinks down and like drowns people. That's an interesting people. take. <laughs> most yeah. of the most of the ones that I hear are always like, you think this is an island, and then like the island like stands up and starts walking away, like that. Not like it sinks down and kills people. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, like I said, I guess Christopher Columbus. There's some sort of like stories of him finding, like I said, some kind of cryptid sea creatures in his voyages and he talks about a huge turtle they, that they saw and they, they they say they feel like they know what species of turtle actually was because I forget what they said there but there is a species out there that gets to be like 10 feet long so they're like oh he might have saw this but it related to a story that people have told for a long time of this you know specific creature that was so huge that you could actually like you know spend the night on its back so man crazy yeah that's pretty cool right on well let's take a little break uh to hear from a sponsor and then when we come back we'll get number ones Hey everybody, before we do our number one picks, we'd like to talk to you about that magical drink, the one that makes this podcast possible. That's right, we're talking about coffee. At a top three podcast, we are in way different time zones. We record super late at night for the for most of us actually, and coffee is what makes it all tick. We're proud to share with you one of our favorite local roasteries, Barbell Brew. Barbell Brew provides single-origin coffee beans that are air-roasted in small batches on location in Troy, Ohio, and they're available for shipping nationwide. Check them out at barbellbrew.com where you can find pre-ground or whole bean coffee in several different varieties, or sign up for their Coffee of the Month program for a curated caffeination experience. We also have an exclusive deal for our listeners. 20% off your first order using the promo code TOP3 at checkout. That's the promo code TOP3, that's the number three in there, at checkout, 20% off your first order. Barbell Brew also has a really cool program called Coffee for a Cause, where each month they donate a percent of their profits to a different charity. So follow them at Barbell Brew Coffee Roasters on Facebook and at Barbell Brew Coffee on Instagram, and check our episode description for links to those pages and their website so you can get your coffee on. Support local coffee roasters and taste the difference. All right, back to those number ones.
So my number one, continuing the like sea creature theme, uh, my number one is like any version of the like just big fucking octopus, like whether it be the Kraken, whether it just be like, you know, any of these like, you know, sailors out at sea say they saw a giant octopus or a giant squid or something like a giant cephalopod that was able to like bring down a ship or something like that. Uh, that is my number one because uh, some of those stories were proven to be true because there actually are giant fucking squid out in the sea that have like eyeballs the size of like, you know, I don't know, like Bubcats. my giant, my big TV, you know, like <laughs> they, they're fucking huge. And like, that is like the coolest thing to me. Uh, so some of them have been proven true, but there are like so many other stories about just like giant, you know, like I said, octopus, the Kraken, or like even bigger squid than the ones we've seen. So yeah, that's my number one, like just generic giant, you know, octopus creatures love the kraken all right so you want to hear and it does not matter what you say uh a really cool game of thrones theory all right so they're uh who's the name of the uh gray joy guy that comes back and he's in the show uh but they turn into like the stupid pirate that fucks Cersei. what's that guy's name again euron okay so yeah, so Euron talks a lot about Old Town, and uh, Old Town holds a lot of magic in these oldest song of, or in these Song of Ice and Fire uh, stories. Uh, and what uh, Euron's been doing in the stories, he's been collecting mages, uh, basically mages and religious folks, and he's been like tying them to his ships as he rides out in the sea. And there's this theory that what Euron wants to do, uh, along with some of the artifacts that he found. Um, in, in in old Valyria is that he wants to awaken the Kraken by riding his fleet out into some place in the ocean and basically destroying his entire feet, fleet with all of this blood and like religious magic so that he can awaken the Kraken to bring a dark like, you know, to bring darkness to Westeros, uh, which I think is just fucking cool and how it relates to you, Davis, because 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 Krakens are fucking sweet, dude. If they existed, something like that would be the by far the scariest, uh, the scariest animal in existence. I mean, popularized by H.P. Lovecraft, who I'm not a big fan of, but every horror or science fiction writer or fantasy writer that I have ever enjoyed will say was their muse. Uh, that is like the ultimate scary fucking thing is like Cthulhu or the Kraken, some giant fucking sea creature. I mean, when I think about the Kraken, I'm thinking about something that's like, I mean, it's like something huge, huge, dude, like like bigger than I can actually comprehend still living in the ocean. Yeah, We're going to go ocean, you're ocean thinking cryptids. Of, you're thinking of like Cthulhu, who is like massive mat like leviathan size like again like so big that like people's minds shattered when they saw him like that Mm -hmm. i was talking more just like you know the the giant octopus just a giant (laughs) octopus that's like big enough to like take down a ship or something like that 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 is very cool to me dave my my number two was gonna be the kraken nice Uh, and then when you kind of mention stuff about squids and octopus i was just like well i'll make that my honorable mention i'll I'll throw the turtle out there but uh yeah dude like the the idea of a kraken like there's so much imagery of 
you know, a ship out at sea being, you know, torn apart by just tentacles from, from the, from beyond the deep. Um, you know, that, that like, there is something so like, you know, obviously like we've seen it a lot in, in books and movies and, and art and, and, and so much throughout the centuries that it's like kind of ingrained, but like, there's still something like so primal about that, that like, you know that it's real and like you said like we've we've discovered giant squids like that's very plausible like we know that they do exist as we said before like we don't know what's down there like there could be you know gigantic 100 200 foot squid that you know are big enough and strong enough to destroy boats and ships with with ease man and that's just horribly terrifying and you know it, I think I've, we've mentioned it before, maybe too, but like also too, like scientists, like squids are like you know, squid and octopus are like beyond like what we can comprehend. Like they are so intelligent and capable of doing so many things. And like, there's a lot of prevailing theory that like squid or octopi, octopi are not from this planet. <laughs> no, legit, like they, they don't no, like I'm, I'm being totally serious. They don't. They there's a real theory that they're not from Earth because they they can't <laughs> totally about this. Yeah, I was gonna say like there know. there is a theory, but whose theory is it? Is it is it someone's is it someone's theory on like the History Channel at two thirty in the morning? A guy with that hair. <laughs> Just yeah. that they can't they can't necessarily like track can't necessarily track their evolution and their the the abilities they have are so far beyond um there's they're in, they're very uh intelligent very powerful powerful creatures and they just they kind of question uh their lineage um but yeah i mean i don't know, i think octopi are terrifying in that way was this rat boy's theory um, I can't say. I've heard it from somewhere. I mean, yeah, the History Channel at two thirty in the morning. <laughs> no, I. But that's right. I've, I've I've heard that too, man. Like you know, I don't have the notes in front of me, but I have also heard or like seen things where people have said like, yeah, like tracing their lineage is hard, and that they are like so different from other like ocean species where they are prevalent that like they could be theorized that they got here some other way that wasn't of our natural earth. So like, he's right. People do, people do talk about that stuff. I think there's a fairly easy explanation for why their lineage is hard to trace back. And it's because they don't really have, they don't really have bones. That's, Correct. Yeah. That's one. Of, They're one huffing gasoline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a paper on They're drinking old man Shackelford's moonshine. <laughs> so yeah, that's my number one. Uh, I don't know. Basic again, like basic same with that turtle. Any piece of media, fantasy media, whatever, you include a giant squid or a giant octopus in your story, I'm in. And like Cthulhu is another thing. I'm a I'm I wouldn't say I'm a huge Lovecraft fan, but I do really like a lot of the ideas and like The Call of Cthulhu is one of my favorite stories by him just cuz like that idea is so so cool. So that's a little bit different from like Kraken and stuff. So uh, Aaron, what's your number one? All right, my number one is an old is like old Cherokee uh, Native American folklore, and it is the Wampus Cat. Now, the Wampus Cat is not necessarily that cool. So, a little bit about the Wampus Cat: it's an old Cherokee legend, uh, and in the mythology, it is said that like 
there was some sacred tribunal going on and a woman had snuck in so she could watch the tribunal and she'd hidden under this cat skin. Uh, she was caught and as punishment, she was turned into this giant cat-like creature uh, that they called the Wampus Cat. It has <laughs> like occult a, a powers. Uh, it's, 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 it's almost spectral, like what Alan talked about earlier with the Yowly. I don't care. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> the snarly that's, yow. that's what, the snarly out. That's what the wampus cat is essentially. <laughs> now, I think one of the cool things about legends and folklore and how they are passed down is how they are used against children, their stories. So when I was a little kid, I used to go to my grandmother's house a lot. Right. And I always wanted to go in the attic, dude. My mom always told me you can't my grand. My mom, my dad, you can't go into the attic, dude. That's where the wampus cat lives. <laughs> like, what, what do you mean? They're like, yeah, you, can't, you cannot go into the attic, bro. The wampus cat lives up there, and the wampus cat does not like children. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck are you talking about? And But that was always the thing. Don't do that. That's where the wampus cat lives. Mom, can I go play down by the creek? Nah, nah, you can't, man. The wampus cat lives down there. I'm like, oh, shit. I've heard some real crazy stories about the wampus cat. So the funniest thing to me is how, like I've, I've known about the wampus cat my entire life. And when you talk cryptids, like, like I do regularly, uh, <laughs> pe people don't know, I've, like I've never heard of the wampus cat. And it's crazy that my family like knew enough about it to use it as a legend to scare the kids into behaving properly. Uh, so that's why it had to be my number one. Cause not only is it like, it's, it's kind of a cool, uh, little cryptid, but that it was actually used on me to make sure that I behaved properly and didn't go places that I wasn't supposed to go. Maybe Wampus Cat was a metaphor for a creepy guy in a van. You know what I mean? But that, that's kind of what it was. Uh, when I was a little kid, don't do that. The Wampus Cat's up there. I never, <laughs> my grandmother died. I was like five years old or not five. I was like 10 years old and you know, they sold her house and moved on. I never ever saw what was inside of her attic. I never got to go up into her attic because at that <laughs> point in my life, I was so convinced. I was like, you know, I got a super Nintendo and a bunch of friends I play baseball with. I'm not going to risk it all to get killed by Wampus Cat <laughs> in my grandma, my grandmother's <laughs> attic. Uh, so I'll, I'll stay out. My mom seems like she's got a pretty good head on her shoulders, but it's just really weird out of all the weird random things that they could have used. They said the wampus cat. And as yeah. I'm researching this, I'm like, how the fuck did they even think of using? Like, how did they hear about the wampus cat? And <laughs> that's just what folklore is, man. Uh, before I stop and I, and I will, uh, the wampus cat is also a very popular school mascot. Uh, in, they are school mascots in a lot of Southern states, uh, but mostly in Oklahoma, Texas, and Louisiana, you have multiple high schools that use the wampus cat as like their, <laughs> that's their name, like the fighting wampus cats. So yeah, not a really cool one, but it's very funny that my parents used that to keep me from misbehaving or going places I shouldn't. So numero uno wampus cat. All right, I have I have two guesses as to what was actually up in the attic. Okay, okay. My my, my guess is old newspapers. I okay. All right, so three guesses. First one is old newspapers. Number two is like a you know sex dungeon. Number three is uh just like 
insulation that's not covered with anything and they just don't want you to that's like, right you like go that's touch probably, it <laughs> that's probably right right there they don't yes. want you to run up there and be like "Ooh, cotton candy and you know <laughs> die <laughs> die you as know in retrospect, Aaron does so often I, I i see that stuff and as an adult my brain turns off and i'm like oh free cotton candy yeah I, all right so i think the wampus cat is more like old folklore than cryptid but like whatever i but that just reminded me that just made me think like at some point in the future of the show we should do top three like creatures from folklore like stuff like that because those are a bit different than cryptids um and i think that topic has a lot more like real weird shit to be a cryptid it has to be like people these days actually saying that they see it and stuff like that so uh, I don't know. You have that with, like, like I said, it, get, it gets passed down. It has an origin story. Like, you know, there are certain things on the Wikipedia that, you know what? Now I'm looking through it. Nope. No, they don't. Nothing. It is. It is almost exactly what Dave is telling me. It is. <laughs> uh, I guess I just really just want to tell to that Wampus, Dave, man. Wampus story. Uh, but we can do like, you know, top three. Um, we can do like top three creatures from folklore or like mythological creatures because those are those are often really cool too it's just like i don't know i was thinking like uh you know the the snarly yow <laughs> people that like your things that your neighbor thinks they saw on the road at two in the morning or like a big frog riding a bicycle and stuff like that that's <laughs> right, very I'm funny gonna, to me <laughs> i'm gonna make my answer make sense i swear when i was 12 i saw a wampus cat out in the woods. oh there you go there yeah. you go Boom. Was, there you go right, it was riding what, is on the swing set in the there? backyard <laughs> you, you have lawyered you there too. i also need to call a little bullshit on aaron's story here like you never acted properly you never behaved properly aaron <laughs> this story your family told you had no effect Aaron <laughs> respond don't be violent don't tell bloodbath what you actually think of him bloodbath you might be right and I love you and cherish you <laughs> don't, don't slap me in front of a national tele- television audience alright Alan what is your number one my number one is the Mothman or the Mason County Birdman. If you're that one unfortunate report of it, tried to get something to catch on a couple weeks after Mothman. Um, (laughs) Mothman is a, uh, a a six to seven foot, I think is the consensus. There've been a lot of sightings, um, six to seven foot tall, uh, creature with a 10 foot wingspan. Uh, some people say it's a, a bird. Uh, other people swear it's kind of like a, a bug thing. A moth no one's really sh- man. Yeah. Yeah. Kind kind of like a moth man. Maybe also sort of sounds like a Dracula. Well, so I, you know, I kind of thought the same thing. Um, but then I realized like, yeah, vampires aren't real. So, um, but anyway, yeah, why'd you the call moth- it a Dracula? <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> well, that's like a seven-year-old sometimes. So first came up in 1966. The first reported sighting I thought was pretty weird. 
there were a bunch of grave diggers. I don't there they said there were five grave diggers who were digging a grave. They looked up and they saw a man with wings flying over him. Oh hell yeah. And then yeah, right? No. <laughs> Any story that starts with five grave diggers looked up and saw I'm in. Yeah. This is my shit. Yep. yep. Well, I, I like digging graves by hand, I guess, or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why else you need five of them, but um okay. So that happened. And then for 13 months after that, there were just like a that was the first time and then it, uh, just a huge amount of uh of sightings. Uh, and like I said, the description varied. The one thing that was common was they always had uh, the creature always had bright red glowing eyes. Um, so they kept going until the end of 67 uh, when it appeared on the bridge, the silver bridge, I think is what it was called, uh, the night before uh, it collapsed. And 40 people drowned in their cars on the bridge between West Virginia and Ohio. So, like, there are a lot of... Because this one, this is one where there's, like, a ton of information on it. Because not only is it West Virginia famous, it's, like, nationally at least famous. Yeah, they, like, it's, made right? a movie it's about probably, it and shit, right? Yeah, yeah, straight up. Probably, it like, the like, most famous one. I would disagree, but I would say it's like definitely like gone on. Like it's definitely like the second most famous. Oh yeah, I guess like not counting Bigfoot, right? Because Bigfoot's real. Kurt, yeah, obvious. That's why we Michael Bumpus did. All right. Okay. Good. 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 Um, but anyway, so there's a couple theories about what the Mothman was. You know, probably like the most likely is substance abuse again, but <laughs> maybe number two is it's in that same TNT area where they keep being sheep squatch. So, you know, take that for what you will. There's stuff in the water in that area. It's an EPA super site. Um, so maybe a mutated something i don't know uh the other one is the bird theory uh perhaps it was a barred owl which i learned have like some weird blood vessel thing going on in their eyes that make them super bright when light uh is shined on them or a sandhill crane which I guess mm. is another bird that has bright red eye patches. Not a big proponent of the bird theory. The third one, uh, and maybe the most defensive, I don't know, is Cornstalk's curse. And Cornstalk's curse is uh, the curse of um, an allied Native American chief that died fighting in Point Pleasant where the bridge collapsed and... Uh, and Mothman appeared, uh, and and it, the story goes that he was killed uh, in combat there in Point Pleasant, and he cursed them when he died. And they found out that that wasn't the case, and that Cornstalk's curse was just created in like the early 1900s as a part of a, a musical. So oh, they Jesus. found <laughs> they found the script. Uh, Welcome you know. back. 
Mr. Mothman. Mr. Mothman. So, <laughs> no, it, uh, so let, let's let, let's let's be let's first off, Mothman is real. All right. But second, like we could actually talk about that. It's like it is the most popular, I feel like, aside from Bigfoot, like the most popular American cryptid. So I dated this girl for a while, right? And she was like into Mothman. Like she was like, hey, she was like, no, nah. she was like, I really like Mothman. I think all that shit's cool and real. And I'm like, oh, word, you know, as I'm trying to like put my arm around her. And she's like, you want to see pictures of me uh, out of the Mothman statue? And I'm like, what? And so she's like, there are pictures of her at a Mothman statue. And apparently like one of the towns, whatever town it's in has like a Mothman tour guy, like, like tour guide and you can like go and people will show you like different places and talk about the legends of mothman and all that and she looked very 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 good in underwear so i i bit my <laughs> tongue and i let her show me all of her like adventures <laughs> in this mothman town like that is a real like legit money bag like that attracts people from all places of the world to come to that stupid little town and learn about the mothman so if you, you know i if we're gonna like talk number ones here like mothman has to be like at least for sure like a number one in like you know like popular territory like it, it is one of the most well-renowned ones around here anyways well like spoiler our listener responses are pretty much dominated by mothman this week have to right alan was that you was that you that like brought up this like mothman festival in the discord recently yeah that's like kind of the neatest thing about mothman to me because no aaron obviously mothman is not real i mean i don't know it's not i don't know it's not bigfoot i don't know a half naked woman (laughs) told him it was real so aaron thinks it's real now I don't know, uh, man. Well, she got naked in front of me, like, right? Hey, like, what could really be on a, Side note, like, <laughs> side note, though, like a real uh, um, attempt to answer what it could be. Dave, you know, you're a little bit more familiar with uh, animals and zoology than I am. Uh huh. Um, is there a chance? So, is there's a? Is it the fox bat or the fruit bat? That's like it's a fox bat, right? That's like really big. Yeah, but like those it's got like a. Those live in like South America. I don't think they live in Appalachia. I mean, I'm just throwing ideas out there, but doesn't have like a twenty like a twenty foot wingspan or something crazy like that. I don't know if it's twenty like they're I don't think it's that big. They're real big, but again, like they they live in like the rainforest. They don't they don't live in Appalachia to the best of my knowledge. Well. Yeah. That clearly it's the Native American chief curse. So the that's easiest the easiest real. answer is that it was just actually Mothman. So correct. Mothman. Correct. correct. I actually was gonna say, like, I don't know why Alan said that. Like, in order to be a cryptid, you can't be real. Uh and Mothman <laughs> very much clearly is because that girl that looked very good at underwear told me it was. So I, I don't know what to tell you, Alan. Doesn't mean that it can't be real. To be a cryptid, it needs to be like not believed to be real by mainstream science. So like I I applied like probable cause standard, right? I mean like the lowest standard. Like <laughs> is it maybe maybe like, you know, did someone say it was one time? Okay. Fair enough. It's a cryptid. Someone's looking into it. It's a cryptid. 
if the Loveland frog isn't real, then none of this shit's real, because that's obviously the most plausible of all of these, the Loveland frog. Might have rode a bicycle, might have not. 100% real. 100% the focus of a musical, and why, why are multiple... <sighs> Why are multiple of these the subject of musicals? Why is that a thing that's happening in our world? Dave, I'm going to answer that for you. It's because it's because the people who write musicals realized how shitty most musicals are, wanted to take a really interesting idea and write a musical around it, <laughs> and they succeeded. Whether or not the musical is good, I'm going to assume because none of them are on Broadway that they're definitely not. However, <laughs> every good musical writer knows you got to come up with something crazy and then write a musical around it. There's a whole musical about Andrew Jackson and like and like <laughs> and and manifest destiny. There's a Broadway musical about that. Like just is, write good lyrics. Loveland Frog could get on Broadway, man. Come on. Is it because the type of people who write musicals and the type of people who believe in cryptids are just like they're just you know, Venn diagram is one big circle. Is that what this correct? Is that correct. what this is? There, there's like some people that are like, I love uh, the Yarly Growl or whatever the fuck Alice <laughs> said, but but I hate Bye Bye Birdie. It's like it's almost it's almost a full circle. I mean, I hate Bye Bye Birdie, and I like cryptids. So there you go. Yeah, uh, Mothman is definitely like S tier um, cryptid for sure. And I also like how all of Valen's picks are West Virginia and like huh, all the like most of the sightings go back to like the 60s. So they're still like relatively new. I think that was pretty cool. That's weird. They proved them wrong yet. Again, all from that TNT area. Yeah. And it's really weird how like the 60s are when like pain medication started becoming really popular in the United <laughs> States. It's very, very weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I just kind of, the neatest, I had one one last thing on my list. The neatest thing I thought was about Mothman was um, how it was like this big uh, atmosphere of fear for that year that Mothman kept appearing. And people viewed it like an omen of, of death after the bridge collapsed. And then, you know, <laughs> fast forward... 40 years and this town has built it's just like we've all been talking about the town built its culture around mothman its whole economy that was the only <laughs> thing is. deborah messing ever did after will and grace was be in that fucking mothman movie dude there was a time where mothman was a cultural sell you know what i mean i also think richard gear is in it i'm not sure bloodbath confirm a, or deny yeah, yes. I'm, I'm I'm passing that to you, Bloodbath. <laughs> After Deborah Messing dies, spoiler, uh, <laughs> he begins a romantic relationship with Laura Linney. Laura, Laura Linney. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, everybody, really quick, go third week of September, Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Go get your picture taken with the statue. Maybe let Aaron see you naked. Stay for the, the pancake eating I, contest. I really should call her. <laughs> Aaron naked pancake contest. That sounds like yes, heaven. Point Place, West Virginia. Be there. We're, we're gonna build the the first annual top three fest around those pillars of the <laughs> festival: Mothman, pancake eating, Aaron's naked, 
No, Aaron sees you naked. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Yes, and a Moroccan sandwich statue. Yes, correct. And <laughs> we just need to get Aaron a Greyhound bus down there. <laughs> that is also great. I'm gonna need two. Uh, yeah, Aaron. I'm also making that drive, but you can't ride with me. Sorry. Yeah. We're all driving there. You can't be in the car with any of us. <laughs> that seems fair. I'm gonna need you to get me three Greyhound buses all to myself, though. <laughs> all right, he's Blood gonna bath. have to poop two times. Bloodbath, what's your number one? My number one to round out my uh, sea creatures uh, would be, of course, the classic uh, Loch Ness monster, Nessie. Good, good, good. Glad, glad nice. that got a mention. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, for anybody out there who doesn't know what I'm talking about, the Loch Ness, uh, in, uh, in Scotland, uh, there's believed to be an ancient sea creature that lives there. There's been multiple sightings for years, uh, decades, centuries of, uh, a creature that, um, it, it's definitely evolved over time. Uh, traditionally it's, which I like to believe if it's real, that's what it is. Um, sort of a, a serpent or a dragon um, with uh, kind of some uh, fins and uh, maybe some fire breathing action going on uh, that lives in the in the <laughs> in the lock. Um, it's the prevailing wisdom as time has gone on is that it's more of a uh, sort of like a dinosaur, like a, a water. Uh, um, sea creature kind of like dinosaur, um, not quite as dragon like a little bit more of a. Um, oh gosh, what's it called? Like a, Aaron, help me like out a here. plesiosaur. Yeah. There um, you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, somehow that's been stuck in the uh, lock in Scotland and has made it through or or bred or you know stuck around for, um, somehow. Uh, when I was a kid, I was obsessed with the Loch Ness monster. Like I thought that was so cool. I was like. I totally was like, there. It's it's out there, you know. It it exists. I know it does, and I've never seen it, obviously. But my uh, my grandma is. Uh, we're all from Ohio. Have you guys ever gone to Indian Lake? Nope. Yes. Okay. Well, it's just, it's up north, a little ways from here. Um, it's just you know, it's a big lake. Um, you know, there's a couple towns around it. Uh, but she had a cabin right on the dock. Um right on the lake and there she had a, a boat dock and I remember, and it's a, it's a pretty decent sized lake. Like there's, you know, it's kind of, it's got some islands in it and stuff like that. Um, and every time we'd ever go visit her, we went all the time. Um, cause it's only about an hour from Troy. Uh, every time I remember being a little kid, every time I'd ever, uh, never get ready to leave. And you know, usually be later in the afternoon and like the sun starts setting down over the water and it, you know, gets real shimmery and stuff like that. I always like, constantly felt like I was saw like some kind of like sea creature like stick its head stick their head up out from the water. Like I was always like, oh there's a Loch Ness monster inside any lake and I was like there's a dragon or something in there. And like so that always kept me going to believe that there was something uh going on with the Loch Ness monster. Um I remember there was a mo- like a mate like a really shitty made for TV movie that came out in like the mid nineties with Mel yes. Gibson. Yes! yes, where he tried to find yes. this monster. Yes, bloodbath. Yes, <laughs> that's why Aaron and I are friends. I get just and 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 I'll let you get back to it. So this this is this is paramount right here. So one time, bloodbath and I were in high school. We decided to cut out a play practice a little bit early, right? 
So back then, like I didn't do drugs or drinks. So caffeine was the drink. And they had just opened a Tim Hortons in Troy, Ohio. Bloodbath and I decide <laughs> we're going to cut out a play practice early. We're going to go to Tim Hortons. We're going to load up on caffeine. We go up. We each <laughs> order something. <laughs> we each order something. The cashier asks for the the cashier asks us uh, to pay it. And Bloodbath's like, oh shit, I forgot my wallet. Well, it's about that point that I noticed that Bloodbath was a 3.5 story creature <laughs> from the Mesozoic era. <laughs> and I said, God damn it, Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> <laughs> What is it that we wanted? Well, what uh, then just looked down at Bobby said, well, I'm going to need about tree fitty. And I said, <laughs> God damn it, Loch Ness Monster, you are not getting my tree fitty. I gave him a dollar. <laughs> God damn it, Dave, don't give him a dollar. Oh, my God. Dude, I legit thought Yikes. you were telling a real story. I was like, wait, yes. what happened? Yes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I was like, the whole time I was trying so, so hard not to laugh because I was picturing bloodbath. But I like a Loch Ness monster, but wearing bloodbath clothes. <laughs> It's a Loch Ness monster, but wearing shirt. a subhouse hat. <laughs> and I knew as I was telling that story, Bloodbath the whole time was going to be like, I don't remember this story, but I'm going to let him talk because it was like 18 years ago. <laughs> yeah, dude, I legit, like, I was just like, I, I was like, hey, we might have actually done that. I don't know. Because uh, <laughs> Bloodbath did drink and do drugs then. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't be bothered to go to the Tim Hortons, dude. He was way too cool. <laughs> Uh, I gotta get an ice cap, man. Um, but yeah, I don't know, dude. Loch Ness monster, like I fucking, I still believe in that shit. I hope she's out there, Nessie. I love you. Yeah, I don't know, man. What's <laughs> the show? Is there a monster in Loch Ness, Dave? What do you think? No, okay. no, I don't think so. I thought, I thought the like, the thing that people took pictures of, like it was like a piece of trash or like. You know, driftwood or something driftwood. like that, or it was driftwood. like a, it was like a snake oh, or something way. like that. And they've also like said that they have like complete like used sonar and completely covered every single inch of Lake Loch Ness because it's really not that big. And that they have actually taken sonar over the whole lake and they had seen something uh, that was big enough to where they're like, oh, that might be it, and it was just like a giant rock. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty sure they've like like. The Loch Ness Monster is so popular that they used government-funded resources to go and use sonar <laughs> to check that bitch out. I think they've uh, they've cleaned that place out, dude. I don't think there's anything in there. Yeah, of all the cryptids, I think if any of them actually were real, like they would have found the Loch Ness Monster, just like they would have found someone would have found Bigfoot by then. Correct. So, but that's a well, good like Bigfoot's a worthy like the number predator, one predator, man. Huh. I was saying, what if Bigfoot's like the the predator or something? You know, he can invisible? invisible. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't know he's Bigfoot. I don't like Alan anymore. <laughs> One thing I did want to say though, before I forget about it, you know, we're talking about sea creatures and you know just the depth of the ocean and how much we've haven't explored and stuff like that. And and one thing I definitely have have heard and seen videos about many times. Um. You know, when we're talking about, you know, just the possibilities of things that are down there, um, 
a lot of recordings that they come up with from the ocean that they have no clue what they are, and they are creepy as hell. Like they are very, very odd and like strange, and they have no like way of telling what it is. And it sound they usually sound like you know creatures of some kind. Um, and it's again interesting to me because you know you could there's always a a video or an article or, or like oh we heard this weird sound from a satellite in space or whatever and like you know Neil deGrasse Tyson or someone can go through and be like oh yeah well it's most likely you know gravity or sun you know, uh, you know solar winds or you know like a a billion different things that can end up being but like a sound from the ocean like <laughs> like it's only going to be like you know, it's got to be some kind of creature that's down there. Like, there's not a huge, like, amount of, like, things that could end up being. So, um, just to kind of tie it all up together, just, you know, the ocean's a scary place. Everybody should stay away from it. Don't go there. I agree. <laughs> stay away from the ocean. All right. Let's get into honorable mentions. And so, real quick, my honorable mention is the Mongolian death worm. Which, when I saw <laughs> this off. on the list, I was like, "Oh, like a you know, like a sandworm from Dune, or like the you know the graboids from Tremors." Like, nope. Uh, the Mongolian death worm. The description that I read is that it's shaped like a sausage, about two feet long, uh, <laughs> has no head, uh, no legs, uh, but is so poisonous that to merely touch it means instant death. And it is said to live in the most desolate parts of the Gobi Desert. So that's my honorable mention, the Mongolian death worm. <laughs> ah, bloodbath's penis. Sorry, I said no origin <laughs> stories. I said I, I said I wouldn't do origin stories. Oh, God. Aaron, how about Poisonous. you? Uh, my <laughs> number, or no, my honorable mention uh, I actually legit only had three. So, uh, that girl that was really into Mothman, she's like the only girl who ever had one of those bras that like disconnected like from the front and not the back. Uh, so I'm going to go the Mothman as my honorable mention, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Br oh, br brought God. a lot of, brought a lot of good into my life. Deborah Messing's hot. We'll never talk about her again. I loved Will and Grace. Mothman. <laughs> You're right. We will never talk about her again. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Alan, what's yours? Uh, I actually, I have three. First, and is the and West let me guess. Let me guess. They're all they're all still from that TNT region of West Virginia. Uh, no. Well, no, not really. Okay, pretty much. All right, all right let's hear them. All right. So first you got the West Virginia Yahoo, which is like a it's <laughs> it's essentially a, a like a Bigfoot that yells Yahoo when he attacks him because he's not <laughs> he's not chill like Bigfoot. He's he's just super always aggressive. Yelling. Just always just always hooting and hollering. If anybody's yeah, playing yeah. West, if anybody's playing West Virginia substances bingo, you are winning <laughs> very, very. I think I know the origin story of what this one actually is. <laughs> this one was just a PCP. big dude, yeah, just a big yeah. dude on PCP. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think the Yahoo's the West Virginia University mascot. <laughs> it sounds like it. It does. Um, 
so there's that one. There's the uh, the Dwyo, which is like uh, kind of like a werewolf werewolf bear. Uh, and the, horrifying. Uh, the yeah, no, I mean you know your standard standard werewolf bear. Um, and the Snallygaster, which is uh like the head of an alligator with a bird beak. And also, it has a 25-foot wingspan. So, um, the Snallygaster. The Snallygaster. That's also a plus for names tonight. Yeah, West Virginia gets an A-plus for their cryptid names. And the funniest part about Snallygaster is that it's German for Schnellergeist, but they just couldn't pronounce Schnellergeist. So they (laughs) they were like, uh, Snallygaster. Snallygaster Garden. That's the that's like might be the coolest fact I've learned since being on top three. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, and sometimes the Dwyo and the Snallygaster would fight. People would see them fight. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> and the and the and the Yahoo Bigfoot is just out there screaming <laughs> on the sidelines. <laughs> He's the cheerleader, Dave. <laughs> He's the coach. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, West Virginia, bravo! Like standing, standing applause for West Virginia and its folklore and culture. Contact your West Virginia tourism board, folks. <laughs> uh, if I can right. take me home, bloodbath. What's your honorable mention? Uh, I already talked about it a little bit, but it was the Kraken. Oh right, the Kraken. Right, cool. Absolutely horrifying. Okay, so uh, let's get into our listener top threes for this one. So I'll get us started with uh, Keith. Keith from the Main Quest podcast. Uh, Keith's number three is the Jackalope, uh, which I didn't know was a cryptid. I thought that was a real thing. <laughs> number two, Mothman. And number one, Wisconsin's own The Beast of Bray Road, which uh, sounds like the title of like a, a Sherlock episode or something like that. But <laughs> The Beast of Bray Road from Wisconsin. Love those Midwest cryptids. Your hometown, Troy Applebee's, has a jackalope head on a plank uh, over the entrance. (laughs) Next up is Adam from the Good, the Bad, and the Backlog podcast. Number three is El Chupacabra, which translates to the goat sucker, for those of you who don't know. Uh, Number two, the Yowie. And number one, Mothman. Nice. Uh, Next is... Chris N., whose number three is the Kappa, which I've looked up, and it's uh, kind of like a human creature with like web hands and feet. It's like a Ninja Turtle, but they're all over Japanese. Like a, all yeah, over like both, all but over. with a piranha face. Um, so, so yeah, that's the the Kappa. Number two is Skunk Ape, which is. Florida Bigfoot, and then number <laughs> one is the Mothman. Here's what's funny is I saw Skunk Ape when I was looking through cryptids, and when you say Florida Bigfoot, it's really funny because like the one thing that distinguishes it from other Bigfoot is how bad it smells. Bigfoots are known to smell good, right? <laughs> yeah. Bigfoot yeah, famously, really famously smell great, <laughs> but this one, whoo, this one <laughs> it smells like bigfoot's dick <laughs> all right next up we have jake uh 
<laughs> number three is the Jersey Devil. Number two is the Mothman. And number one is the Bigfoot. Cool. And uh, next up is Ryan from the List Off podcast. A list Off, another list based podcast. So if you're into lists, List Off podcast is good stuff. Uh, number three, Wendigo. Uh, which is uh, I love Horrifying. stories about the Wendigo. They're so good. Uh, number two, Chupacabra, and number one, the Jersey Devil. Next up, we have Heather. Uh, number three, Waterhound. Number two, Chupacabra, which I must remind you translates to Goat Sucker, and number one, Sasquatch. There we go. And those there are our. Go listener top threes for this episode thank you everyone for writing in again mothman just a just basically cleaned up in the listener responses everyone loves mothman uh and fun fact all of our uh listeners are uh aaron's ex-girlfriend what up yeah (laughs) i told i told i told you all you'd be crawling back look at me now This is this is the strategy to try to get back together, just infiltrate the listener top threes on the show. Hey, hey listen, man. Everybody, everybody's got their own thing, man. I'm just here. Yeah. Uh, so if you would like to participate in further uh, listener top three chances, keep an eye on our social media pages on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter where we'll post the topics and then the deadline to give us your top threes. You can also give us your top threes in our Discord server, which is live and we're chatting and having a good time. We had a good time talking cryptids and other topics coming up on the show, as well as stuff for my show, Tales from the Backlog, talking about video games and uh, other you know movies, life, uh, talking about Will Smith slapping the shit out of Chris Rock, woo, uh, stuff like woo, that. Woo. <laughs> yeah. Woo, woo. Discord is jumping. Yeah. Come join the Discord server. It's a lot of fun. You'll find a link, uh, an invitation link down in the show notes, as well as links to our social media pages uh, where you can follow the show. And if you have enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a rating and review on your podcast app of choice if they allow it places like apple Podcasts and spotify and podcast addict and uh well you know your app if you can leave a rating or review please do so it's a big help so i think that's going to do it for this episode guys uh yeah what sh- which uh which of these should people watch out for uh on their drive home tonight yarly growl that thing <laughs> the, the snarly yow the yeah, snarly keep, yow it, keep your it, eyes it off hurts, the your snarly yow. hurts your car but you don't hurt it man no, no, no it doesn't it doesn't hurt your car either that's it hurts your car and, and you don't hurt it it hurts you but your car don't you hurt my my, my least favorite part about mm. the yarly growl is how much damage it does to a person's car and then just disappears <laughs> without leaving a number. Fucking rude, am I right? <laughs> Very rude. All right. See you, everybody, next time. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Oh, man. So I am reading about this Kappa. Crazy. The Kappa yeah. are known to favor cucumbers and love to engage in sumo wrestling. <laughs>